0: Good morning, entrepreneurs and small business owners. So let's talk about vision. In the last episode, I set out the principles that I think guide businesses and the, the, the concepts that I think we can call principles. And the first of those was vision. Now, before you hang up or go off to another video here today, let's uh, give me a few minutes to explain why I think vision is is not only applicable to small business, it's not just for big businesses, but it's also something that we can use in a practical and easy way to guide the decisions that we make every day. All right, it's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. My name is Steven Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. This isn't about buzzwords or short-term trends, This is about taking those business principles and applying them in unique ways to help you drive your business forward. All right. So we're talking about vision today. And, uh, I, I did a couple of things this week, so we'll see how they work out. I changed the way I'm doing my notes. And I actually disconnected my camera and my microphone. So hopefully everything I did test everything, but hopefully it's all working. Okay. If it's not, um, Go ahead and throw throw it in the chat, and I will make sure and get it sorted. But at this point, um, the the whole idea of vision, I think, for small business owners, it's very easy for us to look at vision statements and and uh, uh, and in a different perspective, mission statements and these things as uh, things we put on a placard in the lobby, but that don't really. Or, or that we would put in a placard in a lo- in a lobby that apply more to big businesses who are trying to um, have a self-aggrandizing statement rather than something that really helps uh, manage and operate a business successfully. And that's what I want to talk about because I think there is a uh, an opportunity to use vision to operate and, and run our businesses better and, and more with more structure and more integrity, um, uh, than if we don't, uh, than if we don't have a clarity around, around our vision. So is vision really just for big business? I don't think so. I think being clear about our vision, um, it's, it's more than a wall hanging. It's more than a Twitter post. It's more than an infographic. It's about, um, and and it's even more about more than customer relationships and product development. Uh, so if you do a search on vision, you're going to get a lot of stuff. You're going to get a mountain of, um, books, articles. And while I've read my share, Honestly, they don't do a lot for me when it comes to how do you use vision in a small business setting, in a small business environment, um, in a way that isn't just something you put in the office behind your head or in the lobby when, when customers come in to see it and it becomes a decoration more than a a guiding principle or a guiding, uh, uh, piece of structure for your business. I, I want to talk about how we can get that value out of it. And that's, um, so what, what we want to do is have a short, practical, actionable concept of vision, uh, in episode 41. So before we go any further, I want to talk a little bit about the, the idea of, uh, the definition of vision, uh, because I think that's the first thing that we come up with that, Stum- that we stumble on is what is, you know, what is a vision for a company? And in episode 41, I said, it's, it's the understanding of your place in a social and economic environment today and into the future, uh, even beyond what you can reliably see. And I'm going to take a bit of artistic license here and I'm going to shift it up with one word change instead of understanding your place in the social and economic environment. It is understanding your impact in the social and economic environment. And, um, this, this is really, I think vision speaks to companies that are mission driven or impact driven that have, um, something beyond simply making money, uh, as their, their goal, uh, And, and so that's the framework that I'm going to be speaking from is, is that you started your business to make an impact on the world somehow with some group of people. And it doesn't have to be, um, you don't have to solve global warming as a small business to have a valid mission or vision. Um, you can make someone's day better one hour at a time, one customer at a time, make someone's day better. That's a legitimate vision. We all need Especially now, we all need things that make our lives a little better. And so that's the point. It's it's all about the impact that you're going to have in the economic and social environment that you find yourself in. And, you know, let's face it, entrepreneurs, we don't get out of bed in the morning just to go make money. It's not worth it. You can go get a job where you'll make more money and work less hours doing a job for somebody who else. We do this because we want to have an impact in an industry on a specific customer demographic, um, on the planet, and you know, in an in a technology area. There's it's always about impact. And so for beyond fifty percent, when I created uh, the vision statement, which I modified this week, actually as a result, or in the last two weeks, as a result of, uh, episode 41. And I thought through this process myself again, uh, it's successful or try that again. Our mission is successful. Our vision, not our mission. Our vision is successful. Small business ownership is the rule, not the exception. Now we know that's not true. 87%, over 87% of businesses won't make it past 15 years. Um, But that's the point. I believe that number is way too high. I wanna live in a world that's different than that, where small business ownership and entrepreneurship has a better chance of success. Um, So it's a short statement that, that, that really shares the change that I would like to see in the world. And it shows the target market, small business owners. So I want entrepreneurship to be more accessible, more successful. And the people that are, that are our customers and the people I want to impact are small business owners. So this very short statement provides the vision for beyond 50% and obviously for the name as well. The, um, so if you, if you read, like I said earlier, if you do a a search on the internet or in the library or wherever for business vision, you're going to get a lot of books and a lot of articles. And, um, there, a lot of them have, there's two things that I think a lot of them bring into play that I don't, I don't like in principle. And I think are really not helpful for small businesses. One is the idea that your vision is how you see your company in the future. Okay, that's a strategic planning element and it's important and I'm not going to discount that, but the company's future is not the vision. The vision is the impact that you're using the structure of your company and organization to have on your demographic, your customers and their lives. So that's the first thing is the vision is not about your company. It's about your impact. And that matters quite a bit as we get further along. The next thing is this whole idea of a goal. It's going to be very easy if you start to look into this to think that, um, the, the vision has something to do with a goal. Uh, And, and I don't want to try and split hairs here, but I do think it's important words matter. And the idea of a goal is something that can be achieved. And once you've done it, what is your company around for? You have nothing. So the, the concept is that your vision should absolutely be about having an impact that is for lack of a better term, evergreen. There will always be a way to have that impact in the world, at least in the world that we can foresee. So this, and there are a lot of, um, there's uh, Jim Collins talks about a big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, That to me, that's not a vision. That's a, a strategic planning tool and a, you know, certainly could be a helpful motivational tool. Going to the moon was a big, hairy, audacious goal in the 60s. And, um, uh, but you'll notice when it was done, we kind of quit going. There was really no reason. Um, so a goal is not the vision. A goal is something that we use, um, to achieve a specific strategic part of our business. And that is not what we're going to talk about today. When we backing up just a little bit, just to kind of wrap around or wrap up this idea of what is the definition of a vision. It actually, for me, is a very simple thing. It's the impact you want to have on the group of people you want to have it on. That's it. And I'm, I'm hopeful that that's a positive impact that you want to have on a group of people doing good work, you know, excuse me. But that's all there is to it. And it's, I think it's actually does us a disservice to overcomplicate the idea of mission or vision. I keep using that word and it's not the, it doesn't mean what I think it means. Um, mission and vision are not the same thing. And I will talk about that a little later, but, uh, but it is easy to, we intermingle those two words a lot in, uh, business culture. And I really feel strongly they're not the same, but, the idea is it's just the vision is just the impact you want to have on the group of people that you call your customers. All right. It's that easy. And, and it, it does us no good to make it more complicated than that because then we don't do it. We don't worry about our mission because we can't think of something super clever to say. And, and I think that does a disservice to us as entrepreneurs. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about articulating and creating a vision And the, um, it's really important. You can hone a vision throughout the lifetime of your company. What's important here is not, is to make sure that you're not letting perfect be the enemy of good. Um, you don't need a perfect statement of your vision. It doesn't have to be on every brochure you send out the day you start using it. It can be, and that's okay. That's a marketing choice but from a strategic management choice from an understanding why you get out of bed and go to work in the morning, your vision can be clunky. It can be rusty. It can look like, uh, you know, my uncle says sometimes he uses the phrase like a dog's breakfast, you know, it's okay if that's what your vision looks like when you first articulate it so that you can use it and then you can hone it and make it more presentable if that's important to your, to your marketing strategy. Um, but there's really only three considerations when it comes to a vision. And we already talked about two of them. One is impact. The second is the beneficiary. And the third is timelessness. And we kind of touched on this earlier too. And that is this concept of, of a vision needs to be evergreen. It needs to have no end point an impact that is good now should be an impact that is good 10 years from now, 50 years from now. There's no point in the future where in my world, entrepreneurship should be even harder. That's not a world I I want to exist. Uh, So I think that, that those three things are really the foundations that you have to worry about. And that's all. You don't have to worry about how you put it together or how you articulate it specifically at first. And so those components are, are the, the ones we need to care about. Once we've decided that we have a timeless vision, that, that the impact we want to have is timeless. And we need to say what is different about the world as a result of our orga- organization's existence. If beyond 50% makes one person's entrepreneurial journey better. There you go. That's the vision. And so the the impact statement is that easy. I just want to help one person have an easier time on their entrepreneurial journey. You. So then the beneficiary is you know, who is your direct customer? Well, obviously in this case, in in the case of beyond 50%, it's small business owners like you. In the case of, uh, you know, other businesses, they're going to have different customers. But I think there's a temptation or actually an expectation that we're going to come up with something profound um, or clever or, you know, just a, a great play on words or, or, using alliteration or some other tool and let the marketing people deal with that. You know, maybe there is a better way to say what your impact is and who you want to have it on. Maybe so. Let the marketing people deal with that. Hone it, but first own it, write it down, right? What is the impact you want to have? And it doesn't have to be I want to change the whole world. Just change one person's world. So, you know, we have this expectation that become that, that we're going to say something clever or profound and it becomes a barrier to taking any action at all. So let that go. The vision is not the first, if the, if the most important thing about your vision is that you have to share it with your, with your, audience with your uh marketing team and put it on your website then you're talking about a marketing marketing slogan you're talking about a tagline you're not talking about the vision for the company and a vision can be used in marketing like I said earlier that's okay but that's not the first thing we do with it the first thing we do is use it here for ourselves so We, we want our vision to describe the impact we want to have for the customers we want to serve. It's primarily for our use internally at first, at least. Uh, and so that's when you, when you go to articulating it and, and documenting it, all that matters is that you wrote down what impact you want to have who you're going to impact and just make sure that that impact is going to be as valid hundred years from now, as far as we can tell, as it is today. That's it. That's a vision statement and it's powerful and valuable. And that's what we're going to talk about next. So, okay, you've written down your vision statement and you're like, okay, what, what was the point of that exercise? I care about paying rent, you know, or making payroll or serving this customer. And I hear you, I I totally get it. Um, what we want to do is run our businesses as well as possible. And the way that we can use this tool to do that is the key. When, when we talk about using the vision of our company to serve our strategic planning to serve our, serve our decision-making. What does that look like? What does it mean? Well, when a situation comes up and you're talking about generally speaking on in day-to-day operations, you're not going to need to ask a vision question unless you've been running your business for six years, excuse me, and you don't have, uh, and, and things have gotten uh, spread out and complicated you might want to take some time to readjust everything um, carefully to better fit your vision, but largely in operation, you don't have to say on a day-to-day basis, okay, do I need to order these replacement parts as, as they fulfill my vision? No, because that, that product or whatever that process was has already been identified as something that supports the vision. So problem solved. Okay. But when something new comes up, if you want to do a new product or you want to rebrand your company or there's a business opportunity that has come, uh, uh, that you've become aware of or you, um, there's a a product development cycle that is going to start and you're like, well, maybe I should do this product or maybe I should carry this product line in my store. The question then becomes, does that product support the vision of your company or not? And it matters because every time you do make an investment in the future of your business, it costs time and energy And these are resources and, and real money cost. And these are things that entrepreneurs and small business owners have in short supply. We don't have a ton of time. We don't have a ton of cash. And so we have to make sure that we're chasing the thing we value most in our business. If we, um, so if you, If you follow that thought, you can, you may go, well, what about diversification of our, of our product line? Well, all right. You know, if you, if you are ready to move to a new product, let's say you've made, uh, the same widget for five years and now there's, it's come up, in discussions that maybe you can make widget 2.0. The question really needs to be asked because there's a trap with diversification. Uh, There's a couple of questions that are really important. One is, do you have the resources to really pursue a new direction uh, that will be valuable to the customers you want to serve, support the impact you want to have without doing damage to your existing efforts. So that matters. And then the other question is, have you really exhausted all the reasonable efforts that support your vision as your organization is run today? And if those things are true, then it might be time to bring something else in. Um, But what happens if if you bring a, a product line or something into your business that doesn't support your original vision, it can become a distraction and you can end up serving both concepts poorly because you failed to choose the one you wanted to serve originally. Um, so it is really important that we use the concept of our vision to help us guide the, the, the future of our company. That doesn't mean that we don't make changes to a business or that we don't um, pursue business opportunities that are new. What it means is We have to make sure that they're the right thing for the right business. For example, um, I've been running directed energy, which is an electronics company for a while now, purchased it from a publicly traded company in December of 2018, but it's a family business. We started it in 1987 and the, but it does, we do high voltage pulse power equipment. We don't do business consulting. So when I wanted to start serving a new group, I wanted to have a business that served a different vision. We didn't add a consulting arm to directed energy. We could have, you know, but we, but I made a specific choice to create a new, a new entity to pursue that one single vision. You know, entrepreneurship and small business ownership being successful as a rule rather than and than an exception. and um, and that's one way of handling it. You know say, okay, this entity has got to be different. It's got to have its own purpose. Um, uh, but you can also say no. Uh, there there have been many times, especially in the in over the course of the years with directed energy, where We've had, we had a a company in New York that, that, uh, was interested in being acquired that did a somewhat related product line and we declined that opportunity because it didn't really fulfill the vision of the company. Now we didn't articulate it all quite that way at the time, but that's really what it came down to. It wasn't part of the way that we were going to have an impact in support of the customers that we wanted to work with, wanted to, to help. So it didn't, it wasn't a good fit at that level. And so we use the concept of the vision statement to help us make decisions when those decisions get gray. If, if, you know, in the case of directed energy and beyond 50%, it's pretty easy to say, okay, that's those two are completely unrelated businesses and you would just start a new business and and move on. And there might be other reasons why you would do that. Um, uh, you know, you want to have the two separate entities for some other for for legal reasons or whatever. That's fine. But you might have um, a, a situation where you're you're looking at. There's a great opportunity right now. Lidar is this huge thing, right? In 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 uh, the electronics industry. Um, do we want to be? Uh, to really dig into the LIDAR market as a business? Or, you know, is there another, um, you know, are we going to go, uh, we we build high voltage pulsers for uh, mass spectroscopy. Uh, that market has changed a lot in the last 10 years. So how do we, uh, do we want to create new products for that specific industry? And how does that meet, the vision of the company. Um, on the on this in in case so so we can use it for product development and say does this new product idea, it might be really great it might be high margin it might have a lot of revenue potential, but if it doesn't fit our vision, then we need to really think about whether or not it's appropriate for that product line to be a part of this company. And it's very easy as a small business owner to get in the trap of that next dollar, because we are always cash strapped. But I think if you, if you really dig in and put your energy into things that fulfill the mission, you're going to have two advantages. You're going to stay focused as a company. Um, and you're also going to, um, uh, be able to dig deeper into that specific area that you want to make a difference in. And you make choices, you know, art, my, my uh, choice on beyond 50% is what are the things that I can do to help small business owners uh, succeed so that their chances of success are better. And um, you know, If, if I thought, you know, 10 years ago, for example, it was really hard to find small business CRM customer relationship management. Um, one could make the argument that that might be helpful to business owners and, you know, might help them succeed. But to me, that particular product is very specific to sales channels and customer relationship management, obviously, and not to helping business owners make better broad, broad decisions about business ownership. So for me, it didn't fit or that kind of thing wouldn't fit. Um, uh, and products, you know, uh, er- every couple of years, if you've been, if you're a productivity nut like I am, every couple of years, there's some new person who, or new company who has a new planner, whether it's paper, paper paper-based or whether it's, um, electronic. And you know, there's another one that, that you could see the temptation to say, okay, there's, there's a product that might help business owners, but that's, that's where I would take my vision and say, okay, um, that doesn't help, uh, business owners improve their or cultivate their business knowledge. It gives them a tool to do something. And that's for me, for beyond 50%, that's the difference. I want to help you cultivate your business knowledge. And so those things don't match. And obviously you could go even further afield and say, okay, you know, We don't want to do, uh, 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 financial analysis or something like that. It doesn't fit within my vision of, of, uh, the company. So we can use it very practically to help us say, this doesn't fit within what I believe that this company needs to do. And, and you can, you know, you can also use it to keep yourself on track because there's going to be those times where there's a tempting product line or a tempting business idea. And, uh, you may, if, if you don't understand your vision and you don't stay on top of it, one, one fun business idea turns into two, turns into three, turns into four. And pretty soon your company is going in a whole bunch of different, different directions and not focused on a single vision and, and typically in my experience that doesn't end well, because if you're not focused on, uh, running one business, you have all the work to do for a whole bunch of different product lines. And it's hard enough to do that work when you have one product line. So, uh, or at least one, uh, direction that you need to market to and, 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 uh, and serve. So, uh, keeping your, your vision handy and simple helps us make those decisions. Um, and it may take days or weeks to even come up with, does, does this particular business opportunity make sense for us? Um, but uh, there's a there's a really famous example, and I don't remember which book I read it in, but uh, it was the CEO of Southwest Airlines. Someone had suggested that in order to improve some metric, they were going to start offering meals. And the CEO looked at their vision, which is to be the lowest cost airline. And he said, how does serving meals meet that need? or meet that vision and they don't, you know, they obviously, they didn't start serving meals because it doesn't help them fulfill that vision of being a low cost airline or the low cost airline. So, uh, that's the kind of thing where you can look at a tactic that you might be trying to implement and say, does this help us fulfill our vision or does it not? And it can help keep you on task. All right. So enough about that stay on task. Use your vision to stay on task. So let's get practical. Now. How do we, how do we, uh, we've talked about some reasons to what a, what a vision is for small business reasons to use them. Uh, and that's great, but how do we do this in a way that's just day-to-day practical without, um, having, uh, one of the examples I wrote down is, you know, going on a retreat with your staff and uh, uh, having uh, a genius moment because of a change of scenery. Um, if, you, if you have the time and money to do that and you think it would be valuable, great. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of locations right now that would love to have your, your, your business. Um, but you can do this in your conference room or your office or on your porch. You don't need to be far away uh, clearing your head to, to make a, a working vision statement. That's not to say that clearing your head isn't a good idea, but it isn't mandatory for this particular process. What you need to do is just write down the impact you want to have. Look at the people who are going to benefit it, benefit from that impact and write them down. That's it. You don't have to overcomplicate it. You don't have to, there, there's no retreat involved. If you don't want it, there's no, um, you don't need a, 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 management consultant to come in. You don't need to, to bring me in to help you create a vision statement. I'm happy to help if you're roadblocked, but that's not the focus here. The, the idea here is what impact do you want to have as a business owner and who do you want to serve? Write it down. It's just a few words and it may take you a few minutes to sort out, you know, really what that impact looks like. And it may take a few minutes to figure out exactly who really benefits, but then you're done at least to the first order. And you can, like I said, you can hone it. If you need to hone it for years, that's fine. Just understand it. That's what's important. Um, combine those two things into a statement somehow doesn't have to be pretty. Again, this is at this point, it's just for your use. We're not talking about trying to get on the cover of Forbes. We're just trying to get value out of this concept of vision. So then the the second thing is put it somewhere where you'll look at it when you need to make a real decision. And so if you put it in a document that you keep in a, in a, Google drive folder and you don't refer to it, that's not going to be helpful. If you put it on the wall of your lobby and you don't look at it, it's still not going to be helpful. So what do we have to do? You have to put it in a place where you do your work. So you maybe you tape it above your desk. Maybe you put it in your conference room. Maybe you use a, I was going to say you use a Sharpie or a marks a lot to, uh, put it on your whiteboard permanently. But what I found with that is I I tried that once with, uh, something else and it turns out none of those things are actually permanent on whiteboards anyway. So, um, they're a little harder to erase than dry erase, but, uh, they're actually not very permanent. So, but you can find some way to make it visible where you make decisions. That's the important thing is, and, and then you got to practice referring to it and guess what? every now and then you're going to forget It happens. You're going to be making a decision and you're going to, especially if it's early on and you haven't really gotten into how does this reflect on my, or how does my vision impact this particular decision? Yeah. You're going to forget. That's okay. You know, but you're going to have to just let that go and keep going back and saying, all right, but where are you going to do your work and how will you see it? Um, You know, taping it on your, you know, on your computer or something, maybe that helps Uh, putting it on the whiteboard. Maybe that helps Uh, putting it on the wall where you have, you know, if you're a craftsman, have it where you have it with your paints, have it with your clay, have it with your uh, glass bowling supplies, whatever it is that you do where you make decisions about that. That's where you need to have your vision statement and it needs to be in a, in a form that you will identify when it's time to make those decisions. So, you know, do you need it as a, um, uh, a banner or a post-it note or, uh, you know, a wood burned sign, whatever works for you. That's what matters. And eventually maybe we'll put it in the lobby, but that's not what we're going to do today. So you put it somewhere where you're going to work. And then when you have a decision to make, you ask, does this support or enhance our ability to fulfill our vision? And it's a yes or no question. If it doesn't, you really need to think about it long and hard before you start doing something that doesn't fulfill that vision, because you will, you will spread out resources in your company. And I, If you're a small business owner, you know as well as I do that, that resources are thin anyway. Bottom line is small business owners and teams can get a lot of value and benefit from creating, having, and articulating, uh, and using a company vision. So I'd like to invite you to uh, drop a comment if you're watching this video after the fact. Um, What is your vision for your company? What tools have you used to create a vision? Uh, what are your concepts of vision? Do you disagree with what I'm saying? Um, put those comments in the in the uh, comments on the YouTube. and uh, Or if you're listening to the podcast version, you can either drop over to the YouTube channel and find this episode. It's episode 42. And drop a comment in there or send me an email. And I'd be more than happy to, to uh, talk about... Uh, uh, You know, read your comments on a future episode of the podcast or the live stream. Uh, And if uh, you have other business concerns where you need help, that's what we're here for. Like I said, our vision is that a world where entrepreneurial and small business success is the rule, not the exception. And we want to help you get there. In the meantime, I'd like to thank you for watching. Stay safe to get back to work.